Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Randall Show, we talk about whether or not DPT schools should be paying clinical sites to accept their students. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Rhino Show. We're up in Boston, Massachusetts at Champion PT and Performance. Dan Pope, Lenny McCrina, Dave Tilly, and Mike Scuduto here answering your questions, all of us from the Performance Physical Therapy team. I just, I just want to say that. Um, here at Champion, uh, rocking away, right? Before we begin, Lenny is going to introduce the students, but with our new segment, uh, Fun Facts uh, segment by Mike Scuduto. Mike, Give us a fun fact for the episode. Um, come back to me. Come back to me in a few minutes. This is unedited. This is pretty good. I kind of alluded last week in the episode that we, that we oh, were starting a whole new podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 research. All right, Len, who do we have for students today? We're going to go Karame Sheft first. We always do ladies first, right? Karame Sheft from Belmont University um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the home of Vanderbilt University, which is where Carame may have done an undergrad something, right? And the so undergrad, the undergrad doctorate, Nashville all in with Nashville, all in with Nashville. Oh. And we also have Nick Jacopello. Nick, where are you from, actually? We don't even know where you're from. <laughs> New, Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. You're from New Jersey, but goes to school in New York. Nick just joined us a couple hours ago, and uh, we, we're still getting to know him. Jersey takeover. No, he was here a week, and he took a vacation day already, so we're happy with Nick. We Wait, love. when did he take a vacation? Day? Friday. On the day I had a vacation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah. what were you doing Friday? I had a sister, my sister's graduation. Okay. Right. How many sisters do you have? Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> legit. That's legit. I mean, how many she's going to graduate several times in her life, right? Like College graduation. Uh, it was pre-approved by Toro. Uh, they gave me a free lawnmower because of the pre-approval. The bull. Wait, can we not do that sign? What's, a, what's bull? Well, this is bull in sign language, right? From the side? No, I, I think that's bull. That's, why would you, you know that? that? <laughs> that's from the side. Well, because... Fun fact. That's... Uh, anyway. All right. Well, sorry, yeah. Carry on. We'll talk later. <laughs> that, that's our fun fact. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. What do we got for a question today? All right. Marcus from Seattle. Emerging topic here. Should DPT programs pay clinics to host clinical rotations for their students? Yes. Is this reasonable or ethical? <laughs> I, so it's this, reasonable and ethical. I have, <laughs> I have seen this. Uh, I have seen this online a little bit. I forget where I saw it. Maybe the DPT uh, student uh, Facebook group or something. But I did see this. But um, I don't. I don't even know if this is really true. But the concept of a school paying a clinical site to accept their students. And I don't. I, first off, <laughs> before we talk about this. And actually, to address your last question, is it ethical? Of course it's ethical. There's nothing unethical about this. Let's not make this like too aggressive of a topic. There's nothing unethical about that. It's quite ethical to exchange services for a fee. But is this really happening anywhere? I haven't heard of it. That's the first I've heard of it. So my third rotation, uh, it actually did happen. My school paid, but it was an acute care hospital. Bulls, Toro. Uh, It was an acute care hospital, and in New York, there's a lot of PT schools, as we know, and... 
QK rotations can be hard to come by, so they did pay the. Um, Wow, so they saw market saturation and said, like, sure, highest bidder. Okay, again, not unethical. Creepy? Yeah. Weird? Yeah, I mean, my, like it. My, <laughs> gut, it's not unethical. But. My gut instinct is, is like, good idea because I can see the reason for helping out, but it definitely shouldn't be open bidding. It shouldn't be, yeah. like, the highest person pays because, like, no. like, we have monster schools with huge budgets just, like, pouring cash. This is people. the wild, wild I think if, I think if it's, a, if it's a flat fee and, like, the ABT agrees on it, I think that's definitely something. Because I think time for service, like Mike said, is something that's good, but not highest bidder capitalism because we got crazy stuff with, like, venture capital. Like, not any school, like, has the money to, like, 5,000, like, I don't know. I don't think any VC angels are going to Well, I, mean, I just meant bigger. <laughs> I just meant bigger. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm seeing it now. The, the poor little Toros like, of the world right. can't compete with, like, Alabama. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll do it for this much, and we'll throw in a multiplier of CBD oil for every student, right? We'll get them all going. Yeah, where, where does it start? Where does it yeah. stop? It's such a slippery slope, I feel yeah. like. And so it seems super creepy, right? But, yeah. like, that, that being corruption. said, maybe it gets there at the end. I mean, I don't know. So, Len, you're our, our ACCICC. LOL. Um, of the E to the I to the E. Right. Um, what, I mean, how many students do we not take? We, uh, there's a decent amount. I get emails every week, I feel like, looking for student placement. And we're, we book out pretty quickly. Um, but I, to answer the question, I think some schools give us something, whether or not it's access to the library, that has a value to it, um, so we can do research papers. Uh, I think one school, Northwestern, may give $100 credit to the CI for taking the student, and they can apply it towards a a school or their APTA membership, so uh, that happens every once in a while too, but otherwise, my gut instinct is... I don't know about the having the fee, about having it. Yeah. Uh, the students are here to learn. They're paying for, although they are that's paying the school, and yeah. the school is not utilizing them. The school is making a lot of money off of it. So yeah. I can see that. The, the student is also generating revenue for the clinic. So the school is, the clinic is making money because, not us, but a lot of clinics will overbook slots and maybe even give the student their own caseload you know what i mean right. and so in that you can it argue says it in the, the cpi op- you can argue the opposite that they should they shouldn't <laughs> be demanding money for that C- correct which was gonna be my point is they're making more revenue for the facility so you know, I, I don't know I'm, I'm torn with it i think we, we've gotten away with you it think about the logistics of that like you're paying for a semester for us to make money like from a clinic's point right of view. right no i know well, to I, maintain your student status yeah. you know what yeah. i what if it came with some criteria because i will say Look, everybody, even like as a CI, right? Like, and, and it depends on the environment you're in, maybe the clinic's in. But what if like you did say like, all right, Mondays from 8 to 10 a.m., we're blocking out clinical time and we're not doing clinical time and we're literally just going to train the student for like two hours of dedicated one-on-one time. It, you know what I mean? And then and then you say, what's the value of that? Well, you know, we get reimbursed at X and we get X per hour. So the value of that is that. Um, I, that to me, that seems like a win-win for everyone. Um, I can't imagine that would ever happen. No, I know. Yeah, yeah it would happen in some facilities, but I think it's tricky both ways because you get some facilities that are taking advantage of students, right? Right. So they come in, they give them a huge patient caseload, and then a lot of times the student didn't feel like they learned anything; it was waste. Mm. So they go back and they tell you know DCEs, DCCEs. I don't know how many C's there are, but um, basically what happens, and I've seen this happen a little bit in Colorado, is that they're flipping it. So now basically, um, like you know, physiotherapy associates or one of those companies, I guess they don't exist anymore. Select would have to pay to have the student there, right? 
but then the student's not getting the result that they want. So right. it's not really helpful from that perspective. I can't tell you, I've had like a lot of different students where I'd really like to help them out more, but I'm like, I, I can't, I can't really devote more time and effort to this. I have way too much stuff going on. I'm not getting home. I'm, my wife is mad at me because I'm already like slacking those responsibilities and I'm trying to teach this person right. as well. It would be phenomenal if I could kind of take some time out and actually teach you mm. and do a better job. Totally. And I think that's something that students really want. So I never really understood the model. I thought the model was kind of stupid. It's, it's not really as helpful it could be for the student, right? right. You know, so I think it's something that would potentially be helpful. You know, give me an incentive yeah. to actually teach more. Right. Well, and not feel like, I, and it's not that you're teaching more and you're taking extra time. I guess some people will double dip and still, you know, build people, still make money. Right. If you're if you're a complete salary person in like a big organization, then you have no incentive to work harder. So you'd love to get out of that and just drink coffee and read a journal article with your student. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You know, I'd love to like still do that and get paid. But like, you know, some people will probably hustle and turn that into a good thing. But all of a sudden now you're going to have like three students at a time. Yeah. Like as a CI and you're like, just, like, I mean, it's going to get weird, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, it creates incentive to like, get yeah, more students in the door. Yeah, but who's getting the money? Is the CI getting the yeah, money or is the, the clinic, clinic getting the money? Getting the money? Yeah. It better not be the CI. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like You'd have to yeah. figure out a way to do that. So, man, th- so as you can see, just from our basic conversation here, there's a lot of big question marks here. Going back to your question, is it ethical? I think it's completely ethical. I don't see anything wrong with the ethics of behind this because there are some good ways to do it. Can you unethically screw this up? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, but I don't think it's ethically wrong to do it. What was the other thing they asked? They said something unethical. Reasonable. Is it reasonable? I, I, yeah, I think it's reasonable and I think there's a, an interesting way to do it. Um, but I'm Is just... It necessary? I, right. I just, I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, the system's been going on for a long time. Um, if you could guarantee that somebody got extra attention or extra learning and or something along those lines like let's say it in you know all, like we started something where every monday morning we dissect this cadaver right now all of a sudden we get to buy a cadaver every quarter you know what i mean like yeah then there's like extra expenses involved so i i do think if if this could be implemented with uh objectives and maybe something like that we could maybe use it to our benefit and actually have a better more rich environment but this uh, students already have uh, objectives in their in their cpi I've never read that. Who's demanding the money? Exactly. Is the are the clinics saying? Yeah, well, besides, like a clinic like that in New York, but like Joe Schmo Clinic in Nebraska, or us in Waltham, where we have a Nebraska. we yeah, see yeah. a lot of we get a lot of students. Like, I, it's never really crossed my mind to charge the school, even though yeah. you guys are paying the school. But um, I think we should start asking. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's <laughs> not, but like physicians who are taking on med students or residents or. They don't get paid to take on those students, yeah. right? It's just but part the of the, the education paid, of right. the residents are getting paid. The whole, the whole system so is super I, interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. short-sighted, too, to think that we're not benefiting from their presence, right? right. I mean, their presence helps us in a ton of ways. I mean, and I'm not just saying, like, clinically. Like, of course it helps us with clinically. I know we use students quite a bit to, like, help us with stressful situations with people or if we're, like, trying to juggle, like, somebody, somebody's de- demanding extra attention of us so we can, you know, have them pitch in with somebody else right. or give us a break because we're grinding that day. Like, Dave's got a day where he's got 20 people every half hour. It's like crazy, <laughs> right? Like, like so we, we use it to benefit us. 20 but, a half hour. But, but their, their interaction with us, their talking with us, they're challenging us to, like, continue to learn right. and stuff like that, right? And I think that's the part that I think that's we all grow. Say, yeah. If we have to educate the students, we better be on our game so it's an incentive for us 
to stay on top of things, stay on the literature, to yeah. be able to interact with the student and present it in a, in a in a way that they understand the material. So I think everybody wins out of this. So I, I'm still, right. I feel weird about the whole money concept. Like doing like a two-week or a four-week or something like that, a postgraduate mentorship program that comes in, you have dedicated like didactic time and like, like stuff like that. You want to pay like top dollar for that? I'm all on board. Right. But for a student that's like trying to just get their their curriculum to pass the boards and enter the profession, I just I I, I just don't know if we need it yet. Um, but man, if you implement it the right way, it could be really cool for everyone. Yeah. But what's, any any other thoughts? Make sense? Yeah. I think that was good. Students, any thoughts on your part? Me, me and May would like the other way around, so we would like. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. My God, you guys are in such a financial issue. I mean, yeah, with, at Northeastern, we have co ops. Co ops, that's different than your clinical rotation because it's not for school credit per se. Right. But it is a paid internship. And yeah, I, don't I, know, I don't know if we want to pay clinical students or not. I, I, don't know, I, but. I personally think that we need to do a better job of the transition between graduating, I'm done with my boards, to I'm my own clinician. I think that that is very poorly handled for everybody. I think that. The program should maybe build in a, a, like a, a per, I don't know, 50% of your salary or something like that for like 8 to 12 weeks where you can shadow a clinic or you can work somewhere you're going to work and have it be like you get didactic time, you get hands-on patient care, but you also get time to review the cases. I think that that's something that we're doing not a great job of and it leads to a huge amount of like really, really frustration for young students who are, because they're safe to treat, they pass their boards, but now it's like, okay, what's my job? It's like now i got to learn my actual craft, sports, acute, whatever it is, and I think that's where people fall apart. And that's after they've done an intern, an internship and that has to be a sniff or an inpatient, an acute care, and then they may get an outpatient. And then maybe a fourth. Some clinics or some schools are doing a fourth internship yeah. where they specialize. But I don't know if it's enough uh, in in clinic time yeah, totally. if you're forcing them to go to an acute care to get that exposure and right. force them to go to a sniff. Totally. And you know the, what I mean? The answer can't be a 12-month residency. No. There's got to be something right. in the middle. Right. But the, the perfect yeah. example is one of the last students was, was worried. She wanted to take Mike's course and take some other stuff to get ready for post-board life. But she was like, I had so much to study for the boards. If we took on that person back for eight weeks at 50% caseload and you had six hours to do this and six hours for that in your day, you could like think, process, learn, brainstorm cases, study courses. Like I think that would be very helpful. So I think we should try to do that more. We Maybe a financial, and we should be paid. Maybe we should open yeah. that up for champion. We should. We do that. We've been talking about ten a week uh, program for the long immersion time. program. We got to figure it out, but awesome, good grad immersion. Great up, so good question. I mean, I, I'd be interesting to see how this develops. I don't know if we have an answer. I think we've had a lot of good thoughts on it, but we'll see. But um, head to, uh, to mikeround.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to keep asking us great questions like this. Be sure to go to iTunes and Spotify to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you on a future episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinal.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.